Hey y'all, welcome back to the Fit Body Healthy Soul Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. Today we're going to do a dive into eating well and food. I have so many thoughts on this and I have struggled with how to start talking about eating well without getting you set up for eating well. Here at Fit Body Healthy Soul, we do want to to share ideas with you about how to add nutrient-dense foods to the life that you're already living, but we also want you to know that this doesn't have to feel restricting or complicated, and we're here to let go of diet and diet cultures, and I want you to have food freedom and eat the foods that you love while loving yourself. Today, we're going to talk a little bit more about three steps to eating well. What does it mean to find your healthiest self? I'm Gwen Merva, and welcome to the Fit Body Healthy Soul Podcast. If you're ready to take the next step toward a healthier you, or trying to figure out where to start on your health journey, you're in the right place. I'm here to meet you where you are, give you practical ways to make room for what brings you joy, while adding healthy habits to your life, and cheer you on along the way. So in the last episode, I mentioned how becoming a mom reshaped my view of what it means to be healthy and what it takes to to get there. Well, my food perspective is a bit different. You know, my food perspective is shaped by many, many experiences all throughout my life. You know, we all have a food story. If we dig deep, we really can understand the things that we think about food and we say about food and where they come from. But often we don't even realize that we have these thoughts about food or or any feelings about food. And so today I want to address some of those things and share a little bit about my story. So my background, I got to grow up in a multicultural home. My mom is from the Philippines. And so we did things like eat rice at every meal. We also ate lots of vegetables and a bit of protein here and there, but rice was like the main staple. And also usually paired with rice was seafood because my dad owned a fresh seafood market when I was a young child. And so y'all, I thought everyone ate fish and shrimp almost every night growing up. To make it even more interesting, my dad's family is from Louisiana. And so staples at my grandmother's house would have been gumbo and smothered pork chops and salmon patties and the most wonderful coconut cake that is like one of my favorite things in the world. I have one uncle that still makes this cake and I've been trying to get him to make me one, I don't know, for the past five years, but I'm hopeful that soon he'll give in. But my food experience was all about, in hindsight, it was really about experiencing my parents and my family's cultures through the food that we ate at home. And also most of my life, for one reason or another, I don't know if it's because my mom's not from this country or what, but food wasn't really talked about in in a way. Food with the idea of it being healthy or unhealthy was really not discussed. Food was just food. It was like the fuel that you needed to to do the thing that you were going to do. And for me, it was what I needed to stay in a good mood most of the time. I discovered as a teen that I was hangry often if I didn't get the food that I needed. So I just tried to eat all the time to make sure I wasn't an unkind human. But I didn't know how strange this was. I didn't know how strange it was to not really view food as healthy or unhealthy or view foods as bad or good until I guess adulthood really. I think I noticed it a little bit in high school, but kind of pushed it off. And in college, again, you're all kind of doing what you want and everyone's eating kind of whatever because you're eating what you have access to, whether that's in the dining hall or the restaurants nearby. It wasn't until I became an adult 
that I really figured out, you know, what people around me thought about food. And the, those voices I heard got louder after I spent more time with women after having my daughter. You know, anytime I gathered with my mom friends, the conversation always landed on food and losing weight. And I get it. I mean, we, we all had just given birth, you know, within the last handful of months, if not less than a year. And so our bodies were different, right? I think I even mentioned that I was trying to figure out what to do with a body that I didn't even know anymore, right? Because I'd carried this incredible human and had a baby and had a major surgery. And so I didn't know what my body could do from a strength standpoint. I definitely had no idea about what what that meant for for my body physically, but I I was so focused on like just keeping my tiny human alive. During those times, I heard so many women talk about food in restrictive ways in those early months of mommyhood. And I'm sure you've heard those comments, right? Oh, I'm not eating pizza because I'm on a diet trying to lose the baby weight. Or I can't have tacos and cheese dip because it's too fattening. Or worse, which is like my least favorite thing to hear someone say, oh, I'm not eating carbs or I don't eat carbs. Y'all, we were new moms trying to keep our little ones healthy and thriving and also trying to figure out how to be a mom. And our bodies needed carbs and protein, fat, and other nutrients. Our bodies aren't meant to be without an entire food group. And that's not like if you're a new mom or not, like our, our bodies just aren't. And don't get me wrong, I know that we were new moms and, and we were questioning all those things. But also, I've heard these things from people that aren't new moms. You know, as an adult, I hear these things from women in all stages of life. And I say women because mostly that's where I hear those voices and that's where I hear people having restrictive mindsets around food. And y'all, each time I hear a woman in my presence say any of these things, it makes me feel incredibly sad. And then I get angry. I get angry at the voices that told them that those things were true. I get so angry that they're having to carry that weight. And so all of those experiences shaped kind of eating well, and it shaped and led me to these three steps of eating well. So before we jump in and we start adding nutrient-dense foods and we start talking grocery tips and food tips and quick meals for family tips. You know, I really want to talk about, let's start by getting the mindset right. If you you don't know it by now, I, I love talking about the mind and just being aware of what we're doing. There are three steps to eating well. And I think the first is healing our relationship with food. Or if you feel like you have a good relationship, being more aware of your relationship with food. Before I started working with clients, I knew I wanted to help women heal their relationship with food. You know, I've told you about the experiences and, and how heartbreaking that is for me to hear those things from women that I love. But I did a bunch of research. I read every book I could get my hands on. And the most loving and life-changing book I've read so far has been Intuitive Eating by Evelyn Tribal and Elise Rush. Y'all, this book is so good. If you are tired of dieting or you feel like nothing is working, I really challenge you to quit dieting and try intuitive eating. I challenge you to to let go of diets because if they worked, you wouldn't be ready to do another one. You know, it's a lot of work. Going through the intuitive eating process is work, and it's not going to be an overnight thing. The book is based off of 
10 principles of intuitive eating. And there is also a partnered workbook that you could do while reading the book. And it just walks you through the process. These women do such an amazing job of helping you unpack the junk that you've heard for years and get to the bottom of what's in your heart and heal that relationship with food so you don't look back to that. This workbook is amazing. I'm not a certified intuitive eating coach, and I don't get paid for for telling you about their resources, but I do believe in the work that this team is doing. I'll make sure to post a link to the book and the workbook in my show notes, and, and I'll, I'll also post a link to their website because on their website, if you did want to work with one of their counselors, you can do that through their, their website. And y'all, you know what I believe in, about community. I strongly believe that you should have someone in walking through these these things with you. I believe that we need our friends, we need our family, we need our people. And sometimes we do, we need coaches and, and counselors. I know that some of the deepest work I've done has been with my coaches and my therapists. The other thing about it, and I think I mentioned it earlier, if you don't heal your relationship with food, you'll just treat the tips and tricks that you hear at the Fit Body Healthy Soul podcast like another diet. And y'all, that's not what I want for you. I want you to have food freedom. I want you to eat foods that you love while loving yourself. I want you to have less anxiety around food and food choices. I just, I want you to have this so bad. So the next step after you heal your relationship with food or go start going through that process and become more aware of your relationship with food, the next step to eating well is paying attention to the diet culture that's sneaking into our pantries and into our doors. After having our daughter, I started to become super aware of what we were bringing into our home. And at first it was like, oh, I don't want chemicals around my baby. But then, you know, especially she's gotten older and knowing that she's going to be reading in a couple of years, I really started looking at the packaging of like the snacks I was bringing in. And y'all, sadly, like I love popcorn. And during COVID, when I couldn't get my favorite Boom Chicka Pop popcorn, I started eating Skinny Pop. But like at the very base of the name Skinny Pop, we don't need Skinny Popcorn. I just want popcorn. Seeing that and seeing it in my home made me realize like I don't want our daughter at five and six years old when she's just learning to read to already be taking in diet culture and already be taking in the message that, you know, if you eat food, it has to look a certain way or be a certain way. And you would be shocked at just the normal things that you bring into your home. And it says, I get individually packaged snacks for our daughter so that they're toddler sized because she loves having a whole bag. I think it makes her feel a little grown up when she can like put her hand in the bag to have it. But a lot of those little snacks say 100 calorie packs. And I don't know about you, but I don't want my young child like my elementary age child worried about the calories in her snack. And so over the next few months, I'm really going to be working on finding other ways. I think it might look like having larger packages and individually bagging things with reusable bags because I, I do want to be aware of the diet culture that is in our home. I want our home to be a safe space for, for not just my little one, but also me and the rest of our family. So the other one that sneaks in, and I think it's because inherently we think, oh, it's low fat, it's healthy. But the realization is that 
unless we're dealing with some sort of medical condition, I don't need low fat anything. Like, so I've tried to remove any products that say low fat on it no low fat cheese or low fat sour cream, just getting the real thing. Those are the first two ways or first two steps to eating well, healing your relationship with food, paying attention to the diet culture that's sneaking into your home. And then the third is being aware and choosing your words around food. You know, earlier I shared some things that the women around me were saying, like I I'm on a diet or I can't eat that because it's too fattening. And what I'll challenge you with is like beyond that being upsetting to me, our little ones hear us. Our little ones, like my daughter now is repeating what I say and conceptualizing the things that I say and choosing what she likes and doesn't like. Let's be more aware. Let's choose loving words around our food and eating and that whole process. Because the other part about it is that what we think shapes what we say. And what we say, it dictates how we're going to show up in what we do. And so let's not continue judging our food as good or bad. And let's choose to speak life around food and around eating so that we can enjoy the food that we have and have a positive mindset around those things. So those are the three steps that I have to eating well. I'm excited to get through those so we can really dive in in a couple of weeks into really kind of tackling ways to add more nutrient-dense fruits and vegetables to what you're already eating. So let's just go recap real quick. So the three steps to eating well is healing your relationship with food or being more aware of your relationship with food. I'll share the the links to Intuitive Eating, the book and workbook and their website in the show notes. The second step is pay attention to diet culture that's sneaking into our homes and kick it out. So let's not feed into the verbiage that is being used like skinny pop or hundred calorie packs or low fat. Let's be aware and let's either use those as times to talk to our, our kids about what that means and how that's not important, or let's choose different products to bring into our houses so that we're not passing on diet culture inadvertently. And then the third, the third step to eating well is choosing your words around food. Let's choose to be intentional about how we think and how we talk about food. All food is meant for your plate. And I say that because I do want you to love the food that you're eating and love yourself while you're eating it. So thank you for being here for this episode. I hope that those three steps will help you get started so that when we're ready, to talk about tangible ways to add nutrient-dense foods to the life you're already living, you're ready. And those things, like I mentioned before, when you've healed your relationship with food, then you'll no longer treat these tricks and tips as diet or a part of another diet. And I want you to have that food freedom. So thank you for being here. Have an awesome week and we will talk soon. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Connect with me at fitbodyhealthysoul.com and on Instagram at fitbody.healthysoul.